When shopping online, have you ever gone looking for a money-off coupon and spent so long looking for it that it worked out at the worst day rate in the world? You're worth more than that. Luckily, this is the podcast for you. We take our guests through the quicks of their retail habits, from the best of their bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Dick Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. And alongside me is a man who has paid full price for everything in his life because it's just easier that way. He's the Commodus to my Maximus Decimus Meridius, the Emmon Goth to my Schindler, the Cliff to my Thelma and Louise. It's Paul Watson. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you I'm feeling right, about yeah. those comparisons? Oh, yeah, great, great. I mean, they're all coming out anyway, so it doesn't really matter how I feel about them, right? No, they, they stay, whether or not. <laughs> you can give your feedback if you want, but ultimately it will not influence the outcome today. So. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, some, I mean, if I may chip in, I'd, I'd derive some self-worth from at least a, one or two of those. Oh, thank you. Can you guide me on which ones? I mean, I don't, I don't think I understood any of those. Um, well, um, Commodus... Commodus is a very pretty powerful chap, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it's ultimately Vicks can sort of uh, do, do, do her best in the ring, but it's 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 your thumb that makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I do always say that to people. <laughs> a couple of people tweeted that um, I'm bullying Paul with right. these intros, and um, so now I'm anxious for them to know that this is completely consensual, light-hearted ribbing. It doesn't feel like you've completely responded to people's concerns. <laughs> If, if, if it feels like you've <laughs> you basically said he likes it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's fine. Tell them you like oh. it. That is exactly that's exactly what I've done. Is that not the right <laughs> HR procedure? Do you think? Or I think oh. it's a very sort of nineties attitude to bullying. We can't afford a HR because we spent all our money on our brilliant guests. And on that note, the voice you are hearing is an award-winning comedian from stage and TV. However, we're here to find out if his purchasing skills and consumer expertise could win a claim on that level. He once bought the same second-hand car as a fellow comedian in order to make conversation with them. So I think no. Oh, Let's good. find out, shall we? That's pretty... Cyber Graham. <laughs> Hello. No, thanks. That's, that's one of the things I'm really keen to talk to you about, if possible. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure if that's true. Now. I feel like you want to clear up a, a widely spread misunderstanding. No, no, it's absolutely true. Oh, um, right. Tell us, tell us more about that immediately, please. Um, um, well, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of this podcast is about ill-advised purchases yes. and the logic behind a lot of those, certainly in my corner... Um, is uh, obviously ham-fistedness, brackets, um, clumsy, foolish, uh, but also tight-fistedness. And obviously that's been cast into an immediately uncomfortable light by your comment that, um, or implication certainly, that uh, the budget on this episode or this podcast has been splashed so sort of flagrantly in my direction that there's no HR department to clear up the the clear (laughs) and ugly tensions at the heart of the hosting team. (laughs) So may I stress that if my very generous fee for, fee for which for which I'm grateful, um, if if at least a portion of it could be put, put, put back into the two of you, perhaps one sort of joint session, mediation, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a mediation session, yeah, one one individual session and then one joint session, I think, yeah, um, right. <laughs> this this is an intervention, isn't it? Oh no, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> Well, I suppose that that, that that would mean then I'd have to come back on a future podcast. Brackets another fee for me to discuss how it had all gone, and we could all, uh, assess the value of that investment. So it does create a bit of an infinite loop of Graham, which I'm all about. Anyway, um, I, uh, <laughs> and you say that you're slapdash with purchasing decisions. That was very skillfully done. You've basically made yourself the third host of this show. 
people say three hosts is too busy. Not in this corner. Not when two of them are at each other's throats like you guys are. And I'm just Aww. desperately trying to I make mummy and daddy true. proud. No, I, I think so. But I, I also think an infinite loop of Graham is an amazing name for your autobiography. That's well, do, or do podcast. Once. Or, or your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm aware that I'm speaking to, uh, forgive me for speaking his name so early, um, the brother of one of the sort of co- comedy's great marathon runners. It's re- <laughs> You feel like if you sort of include the word infinite in any of your own projects, Mark Watson or his agents are on the phone almost immediately <laughs> saying, sounds like you're attempted to do some sort of performance for longer than the uh, usually agreed amount of time. That's very much my bag. Yes. <laughs> Just so you know, Mark is in the 465th day of his performance yeah. in that. So do feel free, though. <laughs> Mark wasn't actually copyrighted the concept of infinity in 2009. <laughs> well, he, indeed, he's even got a show called The Infinite Show. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, indeed. So there we go. Um, I should not uh, I should not be treading on his very large toes. Um, but it wasn't Mark's favour that I was seeking when yeah, I bought my second-hand Skoda Fabia. No, he can't. So, on the subject of acquisition of cars, mm. talk to me about buying a car to start a conversation I would say that um, like like Mark there's a comedian called uh, John Robbins who I am friends with but always keen to sort of stoke mutual interests with you know Mark and I have had some lovely conversations about particularly West Country football teams um, and mid noughties indie bands so you know it's it's if, <laughs> if I am um, if I am going to be seeing Mark soon as you know it's, it can't hurt to have a quick check on how Bristol City are doing um, and sort of make sure I'm sort of across the new arcade fire album or scandal um anyway i um oh, yes well that's, that's, that's a different for, show it's uh, not for here you bought a car i bought a car um uh, so similarly J- john robbins has, has long been a champion of the skoda fabia okay. um and uh on and talk, talked about it i would say most weeks on a podcast that i've listened to for several years and i needed to get a car early this year and uh though tempted by um a rather more it conventionally seemed to be a rather more upmarket Volkswagen uh, Golf or Polo. Um, I thought, well, listen, I'm not going to be short of text with John if I uh, start asking me very detailed questions about his favourite model of Skoda Fabia. And uh, it, it really was a, it was a real sort of boon time for us because I felt also he'd given me some very, very um, generous uh, amounts of time and wisdom on some more sensitive personal issues um, in uh, the sort of month or so before then. And I felt basically that I owed him something. Right, okay. And, you know, when you owe someone something, what are you going to do? Well, it's clearly either Fortnum and Mason hamper or buy their favourite car. And so in this case... (laughs) (laughs) You chose the most economical. Well, I suppose ultimately I I did need the car. Yeah, I'm glad you did need the car because it takes a very different complexion if you've just thrown £9,000 just... Just no, nine thousand pounds with the Volkswagen Golf. Ah, yes. The the the, the point of the Fabio was to take that somewhere down towards four, five or six. Yeah, it's a good hard working, moderately yeah. priced car. As someone who used to work in motoring, I can say. Did oh, yeah. fantastic. So yeah. do you approve of the Skoda Fabia? I do. Yeah, fantastic. I'll text you about it's it regularly. Not my favourite mid range, but uh, the funny thing is, I'm genuinely about could... to buy a Skoda as well, and I may well end up buying a Skoda Fabia. And it won't it won't necessarily be because of this, but it certainly won't be hurt. Exchange by this. numbers. <laughs> With, with him or with the uh, all of us? The comedian Let's get a WhatsApp group going. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think John Robbins wants any more sort of second-hand Fabia. So he's not just a guy we get in touch with if we're going to buy a Skoda Fabia. Well, it's sort of. I don't think he'd, he'd. He probably would mind actually. But this, I do feel I'm. I may be. Are you the second um, tier down on a multi-layer marketing scheme for Skoda now? <laughs> <laughs> how a pyramid scheme works. You want to buy five, but you'll definitely offload them. 
<laughs> it has got quite a sort of Ponzi vibe to it, doesn't it? And I, 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 um, I don't actually know what that means. But uh, yes, I do apologise. And actually, the point of false economies uh, with to do with the Skoda is that actually I was in such a hurry to get the decision made because I was hating the decision more than anything. Yeah. And I think trying to buy a second-hand car online is one of those things that you can just sort of stare at fact all day and just get yourself more and more worked up and I thought it doesn't really matter it's not even probably going to be your car forever it'll just be you know for, free, for a few years it just needs to be a functional thing um, uh, but actually um, I do find myself cursing quite a lot of its minor features on quite a regular basis <laughs> and wishing that I dreamt a little bit bigger I'd okay what are the problems a few things you don't want to be your car forever isn't it really yeah. but you've got a number in mind haven't you I think yeah. if you're, if you're um, a barring sort of dramatic change in, in circumstances that requires a much newer car or more cars or whatever you're thinking you're thinking five years aren't you something like that there's something to be said of narrowing of choice though because it is an overwhelming amount of things like you can't possibly do the due diligence on all of them and I narrowed so, it to a single car by narrowing it down to a single car <laughs> that's that's not bad the, the logic is sound I mean it really did become a case of uh, <laughs> because there was, there was a particular drive that I needed it was on a Tuesday it was a drive I needed to do uh, <laughs> on, on, the, on the Thursday uh, and I just was having a bit of difficulty working out how I was going to borrow a friend's car for that drive and I just thought let's make this alliance out I've got to get the car by this Thursday so it was it was basically where can I get a Skoda Fabio in the next 36 hours and that <laughs> that, that really disciplines your energy that's a terrible TV show I would yeah I think yeah. you four probably made this <laughs> um, okay what what is the best deal you've ever had then? Um, I bought some women's trousers on eBay for £8 last week and I love them <laughs> Mm. For that, you, yeah, it, for me, qualify, yeah. I, um, I just, can't, I can't believe how well, I'm annoyed that I've not worn them in. To be honest, because I've worn them pretty much every other day since. <laughs> uh, they have a, a, a rare rest day, uh, and they, they've become my the, the, my dominant trouser. Um, my, bro- I, I've, uh, my brother has had a pair of cream trousers for a long time that I've that I've long um, somewhere between cream and beige. You know, they're not shouting at you, no. but they're pretty cool. <laughs> okay, um, and so you've um, coveted those trousers. I've coveted my brother's trousers for a long time, and I think uh, that's, that's a lesser known uh, commandment in the Bible. Do not <laughs> do not covet thy brother's trousers. <laughs> Um, but on and then at, at a vintage shop at the Edinburgh Festival called Armstrongs and Sons, um, I found a pair that uh, that I that I thought were very similar to to my brothers, and I thought finally I've got the cream trousers of my dreams, and um, and I was wearing them with great pride and pizzazz. They got the tiny pockets, and I was and I was complaining to a friend about it, about how small the pockets were. And my friend and, and the multiple other people I've spoken to since said, "Oh no, typically women's trousers have much much smaller pockets oh, than men's trousers." Right. Could, could you confirm that? Yeah, that all negligible. Sometimes fake pockets, yeah. like they give you the stitching of a pocket, but you can't use them, and that is baffling to me. Huh. The whole uh, business gave me an empathy for gender inequality that, to be honest, I've never really been able to summon up before. Yeah, it was absolutely... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's deemed wanting to get cash out of your bra, but you show me where else you put it that's better. Like, it's convenient. Like, it's, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm it's wandering like your shoe around and People don't want money out of your shoe. People uh, don't want money out of your shoe. Then some testing. <laughs> <laughs> so it had become a bit of a joke by the end of the Fringe this year um, uh, how, how much I'd got into wearing my... Um, Ivan is women's trousers. Ivan is women's trousers. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, but well, unfortunately, and to sort of just play up to ev- uh, just um, even more sort of 
almost like clunkily ludicrous uh, gender stereotypes. I put them in uh, the wash with a purple shirt um, and they went bright lilac. Um, so unfortunately, oh. those trousers, barring a very specific occasion, they're just too tight, too pink and too short pocketed for any sort of <laughs> conventional use anymore. But the brand, Zerez, I thought I'll just have a wild swing online and... Um, and when you see a pair of trousers on eBay for £8, you don't think this, this is going to lead anywhere good. And the measurements are sort of vague and it, they were vintage originally. But they turned up a few days ago and they're exactly the same as the ones I got in Edinburgh pre-Lilac dye. And I'm just, you, you don't usually get a second chance with a pair of women's trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you immediately go back to eBay and see if there are any more available? No, no, it was the only one. So, so these ones, like, I've, I'm, I've got a good mind to throw away the purple shirt just so it d- definitely can't happen again. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have to go that extreme. Uh, no, you're blaming no. the purple shirt. I think you there was some user error. Put it in a different house. It's the best value purchase but eight pounds. It, will, it will be in an individual wash all of its own for the rest of time yeah. <laughs> yes ecologically it's it's, uh, it's a disaster zone <laughs> mm. so when have you ever been ripped off then let's go to the other end of the spectrum well i think i uh i mean this is a very specific gripe because it's a it's an app that have, has done me very well over the last few years um but I got absolutely murdered on Task Rabbit uh, last week. Um, I've never, I've never trusted it. It's too weird. It's too general a service. It relies on people that I don't trust. Well, Task Rabbit is, um, uh, it's a sort of, um, it's a Deliveroo, but for but for uh, practical people. Um, right. I'm not a, a practical person. I, I really would like to be more. I don't want to just sort of um, weaponize my incompetence and and never do anything. Um, uh, uh, again, um, uh, sort of in, in a, of a domestic nature, but equally, it is sometimes really satisfying to get someone who's got an actual instinct for these things into your home and watch them do it, or even uh, the tools to do it, uh, like, or even the tools. Yeah. <laughs> well, I forged such a lovely relationship with a man on TaskRabbit called Lewis during the lockdown. Um, <laughs> not, well, no, sorry, I'm going to say it again. Not during the lockdown because uh, obviously um, it was it was very much. <laughs> Not a period of history where you're encouraged to invite strangers into your It wasn't Task Rabbit's greatest time, was it? That one, really? Yeah, um, coronavirus, but these shelves need putting up. Um. <laughs> You've got to judge each case on its own merits, I say. Get him round. Um, no, it was it was during the sort of gaps in between. It doesn't matter. Basically, I was living in uh, 2020 with some friends who um, I was very keen to show my gratitude to them for having me in their home. And they had various odd jobs that needed doing. And I had previously had some luck in 2018 um, with a man called Lewis on TaskRabbit, who had just been so fantastic with some blinds. And I thought, get him back in there. And Lewis came round and did about four of these very minor, but but still quite pernickety jobs in very quick succession. And uh, he chatted me through it as he went. Um, and he said things like, if you want to do this yourself, you need a good drill. Uh, some people will think they can get away with getting a £40 drill. You need a drill that's at least £120. Your drill is your life. And I thought about that so much. 
Even though I, I, I say there's a very strong chance that I will never buy a drill. I, if I do, I'm never spending less than £100 on a drill. Your drill is <laughs> your, your life. Your life. <laughs> um, in terms of just attitude to life and efficiency and economy as well. You know, what he was essentially talking about was um, not buying cheap and buying twice. And I spent a huge amount of my life buying cheap and buying twice. Um, whereas... You get you you get good you get good tools. You only have to buy them once, and they do jobs as the jobs are meant to be done. It was like when we went to Fulham Brass to get a new door knocker together. Um, we went on a well, you I, and Lewis, me and Lewis. Yeah, we went you on just paying him to do just things with you. Uh, yeah, right. but he needed to put a new door knocker on my friend's house in Putney, okay. and um, and so we took what I considered to be quite a romantic road trip to Fulham Brass, and uh, <laughs> uh, to, and and which a shop full of some absolutely beautiful door knockers. But we just wanted something quite functional, and he. Said, as we pulled up, he said, you, let me do the talking. He said, if, if you go in there, you're going to get absolutely cleaned out. And I just watched as he just didn't, he didn't let Fulham Brass get a foothold. <laughs> <laughs> watching one of the greats. Was it? It's like watching Federer on a tennis court. <laughs> so anyway, um, my parents um, got a new wardrobe recently and uh, they were getting very stressed out by the fact that it um, hadn't been put up uh, and um, they didn't have the time to do it. And I said, well, listen, I know you're not involved in these modern fangles, uh, but um, I've had a great uh, couple of days on the task rabbit over the last couple of years. Um, and uh, so I'll just get someone someone to come around and do it. You just order it on your phone, you, you read the reviews, you look at the rates, usually very reasonable. Um, this guy, Lewis, did about four different jobs in about an hour and we went on a road trip um lewis was busy on uh, wardrobe day uh, so it's absolutely fine I got, I got someone else who i won't name partly because this is about him, him doing a less efficient job and also because i realized possibly that i shouldn't have mentioned lewis by name but there we go do you deal directly with him like under the table oh yeah lewis, and, table. lewis, lewis and i just texting now uh. that was it was such a great moment when he said if you want me to do anything you can just text me now i'm kind of stunned he's not here like, could he have done this podcast if yeah. you'd asked him? <laughs> I'm considering um, uh, in my own sort of content time asking Lewis um, if um, I could just go around with him doing some of his jobs and just learning on the go. I really would like to, because I, I think that would fulfil my two main needs, which are practical skills and content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two human needs, Those aren't they? <laughs> That's what any of us are trying to do now. I would, I would listen to that knock and negotiation all day. Yeah, episode one, full and brass brackets, the return. <laughs> this time, Ivo's talking. <laughs> but unfortunately, the wardrobe installation, I took my eye off the ball as an employer. Um, and uh, I was just so happy that I'd, that I'd got someone around to do it. And obviously, it is again, it's a huge job, but I'm easily wowed by the size of the job. You know, I was I was popping in occasionally um, uh, to sort of to ch- check in, but I was going about my business, and it was it was three and a half hours that uh, equated to about a hundred and thirty five pounds. And I told my dad that my dad was like, "Isn't that the price of the wardrobe?" He was like, yeah. "That's that's that yeah that that was almost word for word what my father said." <laughs> my, my dad was like, "When the wardrobe was delivered, it had a sort of assembly option, which was an extra forty or fifty pounds." Oh, and he was yeah. like, "We we we didn't." My dad basically didn't do that. Maybe they sort of forgot to check that box or they thought it's a bit steep and we could do it ourselves. And then I swoop in being like, uh, guys, I've fallen in love on the internet and I want to fall in love all over again. Let me take care of taking care of this. And uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, saying it out loud, it certainly feels like it's been the most um, sort of awkward revelation of the podcast so far. Just the disappointment as well, because the trust you built up in the service, but yeah. it was on the shoulders of one man but in also, the end. I don't think the guy, I don't think the guy was, faff- I don't think it's, you know. Was it's- it 
Was I'm, he doing a bad job or was he just not your man? I don't have a frame of reference, no. really. Like it is, It was quite a big wardrobe. But, I mean, you know, ultimately, um, Wayfair or whoever it was, yeah. they, they estimated the cost of its assembly at, you know, 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah. So you've got to take that as your standard. I mean, three hours is a long time. I, it may not be a useful comparison, but people can run a marathon in three hours. I mean, they're, they're slightly different skills, but wow. it's a, it's I'm a doing long the marathon time. next year, and I think I'm going to aim for a uh, not just off the back of this. My my uh, aim, as I've already started to visualise it in my head, is to get close to or possibly, to, if I work really hard, even beat three hours. But maybe that should be my new target. I should I should run the marathon faster than it took the man from TaskRabbit to put up my parents' wardrobe. That's the aim. Put that the as last, sponsorship yeah. page. People will really get behind that. And the last ten minutes, Lewis is waiting to take carry you over the finish line. Oh, the like, of, yeah, I, I, if, if Lewis could be involved at all, that would be fantastic. You. Like, I was in my mind, it was a piggyback, but no, I feel like he might hold you like a baby now and just just deliver you over the line. <laughs> What's your best? frivolous purchase of something that you bought that you didn't need you saw it advertised you're like I don't need it but I want it I would say my favourite impulse purchase certainly recently um, was uh, I got a lovely map of uh, London um, in a, and and I find map shops very very seductive environments um, you walk into a map shop and you're travelling in time I would say being in a map shop is the opposite to being on your phone if, if that makes sense at all don't ask me to, to sort of justify that well, just that your awareness of everything around you rather than you're, you're, the fixed points at the expense of everything else. Yes, well, I mean, in um, and you're you're sort of just you're you're just zooming out in general, and also it is obviously an incredibly uh, pretentious uh, pleasure and uh, ultimately thing to want to have, particularly given. I just bought a, a map of the geography of London, the city that I live in, and I'm already pretty conversant with the geography of and have on my phone. But it's such a lovely map. And um, also, um, it really sort of exercises quite a lot of frustration I've had for the last couple of years about how my grandma um, had a really lovely map of London on her uh, wall of her bathroom. Um, and when she passed away, uh, my cousin got it. And um, I... I I'd lived with my grandmother uh, for a year or so as an adult in London. Um, I'm not saying that meant that I was, you know, in any way sort of superior to the other grandchildren, but just in terms of how much actual time spent looking at yeah. that map of London in her bathroom. The sentimental value was greater for you by proximity. And, you know, obviously... Are, are they treat? Is it a good home for the map, though? Where yeah, they yeah. Put I, it? My, are, they, are they displaying listen, it? My cousin is a superb man, and he uh, will be... He will have given that map pride of place in his lovely He's saying home. it through gritted teeth, though. He's still... <laughs> I just, I just, when I went round and my uncle was uh, divvying up the stuff, um, I said, "I all I really want is the the map of London from Grandma's bathroom." And he said, "Oh, um, his son had, had already requested that shotgun." <laughs> I thought, "Oh, it was does it? feel like the the son's been allowed to nip in ahead of the nephew there." Um, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and that's that's fine. It's an inheritance conspiracy. Um. <laughs> it, it, it it doesn't feel like a level playing field. But I'm I'm very happy with the one I've got, and I and I did not. Um, uh, it was a pure impulse purchase because I thought I was just uh, having an afternoon stroll and popping into a map shop to essentially um, just feel like I was an, an old fashioned gentleman. Um, and then suddenly I was uh, I was taking vengeance on a previously long buried family feud and. <laughs> <laughs> getting myself the impulse map of my dreams. <laughs> 
Well, that is an extraordinary answer. Uh, where is this map shop? It feels like Narnia. Is it? Was it like a room of requirement? The map shop. Is- no, no, not at all. This is uh, this is on Portobello Road in West London. Oh, I'm quite relieved it does exist and that you didn't just steal back the other map. No, no, uh, <laughs> and this isn't some really elaborate <laughs> memento style. Yeah. Like, I don't get this. Like, working your way back through history. <laughs> Amazing. So, what do your social media ads? tell you about who they think you are well a lot of it is clothes based and i've been trying to buy quite a lot of um loud shirts recently which means that uh there's a pretty solid stream of, of loud shirts coming um coming through to me uh which is fine um i am a parent so there's lots of child oriented stuff which is very very helpful um most recently i bought um some uh, extreme chili chocolate called instant regret um <laughs> uh, which is like sort of 7.5 million in Scovilles or something, um, uh, but to sort of um, fulfil a long-running in-joke with my brother. Um, but the internet has taken this to mean that I'm basically some sort of uh, spice maniac uh, who just wants, <laughs> wants to wants to buy anything that will blow my head off. And actually, I find it quite so, in the in this sort of infinite uh, sort of time whirlpool of the internet. It is quite nice to have stuff that you can scroll past quite quickly. It's really, yeah. it's, it's, it's obviously. The, I definitely sta- don't want that. I'm stating the obvious <laughs> here, but like, it, it, it is quite annoying when uh, uh, these companies have really got the measure of you, yeah. and they are they're constantly dangling things that really are quite appealing, and you never get anything done. Um, whereas I really, um, I wanted one bar of instant regret to make my brother laugh, um, uh, and I don't, I don't need any more spice challenges in my life. Really, did you have a go of it? Oh, we, oh, yes, uh, we, 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 we pranked each other uh, um, uh, on it um, in 2015, um, uh, and it was uh, it, the consequences were legendary. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you weren't aware that you were about to eat instant regret chocolate, that is going to be a horrible oh, reveal. Yeah, um, I, 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 I got my brother on it at a quite um, sort of relaxed uh, f- uh, family party, and then um, he, his revenge was at a much more formal occasion, and, um, and it, was, it was superbly executed. <laughs> Right, we are into the quick fire round. Okay. It's exciting. It's a competition. Right. Um, So I'm going to read out a product and you've got to tell me what you think it costs. Yes, please. Paul, are you ready? Yeah. You feeling confident? Yeah, I am feeling. I'm feeling more confident, unless it's TaskRabbit related things or maps. There's there's one task related thing. So we'll open with how much do you think it would cost to drive a fire engine for 25 minutes? What, in terms of lives? <laughs> I mean, these are not things for playing with. Well, it's a, it's a red letter day experience. So you can buy this as a gift for somebody. So you get to take the wheel for 25 minutes of driving tuition in a fire engine. £150. Okay, £150 over here. I'm going 100 Well, I, I've got to say, it's a bloody bargain. £49. <laughs> lovely. There's a special offer on at the moment, so, you know, get it while you can. But the regular price is £99. It's that actually such it's a good deal. That same price as a hire car. You might as well just get that, right? Yeah, for context, it costs Wait. that much because we did uh, another one of these. And it was uh, a training afternoon, how to wash your own car. Oh, yeah. And I think it came in around the same price. This is much better. <laughs> it's nothing. It's an insult to people that drive fire engines. Why risk your life? Just, you know. 50 quid. 50 quid. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Right. We're going from one extreme to another. A KFC 10-piece bargain bucket. And the contents is 10 pieces of original recipe chicken with four regular fries. How's your KFC knowledge? 
I think that's probably about six pounds. Oh, I'm going more. I'm going six fifty because I think I want the upscale on Time ten up. pieces. Yeah, but it's the bargain bucket. But it's a bargain. Yeah, bucket, that's yeah. that's the throw. Because that is quite a few meals in there, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I'm going the up. I'm right, going up. so you've I'm going up. Yeah, over six fifty or six fifty. Six pounds. Twelve ninety nine. Uh-huh. That seems well steep. It is quite a lot. Yeah. Maybe I'm just shopping in less salubrious chicken shops. I'm not. And I'm riding in. Yeah, I'm not sure if I totally orange. understood all the components of that. I mean, it's, that it is seem... a family meal. Think of ten pieces of chicken. That's more than one chicken. No, you're absolutely right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was so embarrassed by having overshot so much on the fire engine <laughs> that I wanted to go low. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, but... Don't want to lowball it. I'm getting kicked about here. How much would it cost for? Your own golf course. It's a golf course in East Lancashire. It's got 27 holes, an 18-hole course and a smaller 9-hole course, a purpose-built clubhouse and a driving range. To, to own it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How much? That is, that is a change of pace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1.2 million. Oh, you've just, you were going to do some notes. Paul's just gone... Because, I, I yeah, I think it's about 1.2 million. <laughs> I think... Yeah, that. I mean, it's very. It's. I'll. I'll, I'll go quite near and say seven hundred fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> P- point to Paul. One point five million. Well done, Paul. Uh, I'm actually close to point. I think it's closer to that. Yeah, I was. I was thinking more of a Yorkshire golf course. I think, but still, <laughs> it's live now. Ben Allen Golf. So if you want to make a bid for it, wow. That's the reserve oh. price. One point five million. I'm not really. I, I still don't understand why there aren't golf courses that are crazy golf courses like proper crazy golf and I'm not talking the nonsense <laughs> that passes as crazy golf these days where it's, it's just like there's a block in the way a tiny I'm talking statue about, of liberty I'm talking about a golf course that you play you have to go away and have therapy for a while to come to terms with what you've experienced like I want I want a hole that's so scary you know the yeah, I want a hollow Halloween hole I want a hole where you have to hit the ball the wrong way you know I want proper crazy golf well, you, you have know. to take the ball the wrong way <laughs> no no where they hit the ball the wrong way not take the ball that's what what goes on in that mind? No, but as in, you have to hit the ball the opposite <laughs> way to the way that you think you are. You're know? going to therapy off the back of that? <laughs> no, that's the one where you play on the course and then you accidentally hit the ball and it hits someone who says that they were actually your father. That that I'd have actors. I'd just basically make the experience really odd and slightly harrowing and call it crazy golf. I mean, there's probably a market for it. Yeah, stag dudes. Yeah. Right, if the listener has enjoyed this content, Ivo, where can we find you? What are you doing at the moment? Anything to let us know about? Well, I mean, looking back Lewis. on the answers I've given, essentially <laughs> just sashaying around West London in a pair of lovely tight-fitting pink jeans. I, um, I, I'm embarrassed by the name checks for, for Putney, Fulham and Portobello Road. In, in surely one of them. One. One of the bougiest podcasts I've ever recorded. <laughs> ty- yeah, there's, there's typecasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I'll be I'll be heading out on tour, um, going as far afield as uh, as Barnes, as Richmond, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <In> your Skoda. <laughs> Um, my tour will actually uh, it, it has received a bit of flack online for not going far north enough but I must stress it is just the just the first leg of a tour which will continue into the spring um, but at the moment I've got some dates booked in for November around the country and a run at the Soho Theatre so if anyone wants to come and see the jeans live that's where I'll be I'm desperate to see them I can't believe you've, you've trailered them so much but you haven't worn them yeah, this that's is very a masterstroke I'd like to apologise no it's a marketing masterstroke I'm going to have to buy tickets to your show now <laughs> I love what you've done and if you can promise that I'll meet Lewis 
Lewis. I'll yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll talk to Lewis about coming to at least one of the shows. <laughs> but I mean, if he says he's too busy, that will only increase my respect for him. I don't want him to be available. <laughs> Does it get weird if we book him to come to the show? I mean, is that a thing you can do with the Task Rabbit, or is That's that just... entering into a slightly <laughs> yeah. odd? As, as long as you get Lewis and you don't get this wardrobe guy, because I don't have three and a half hours worth of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a problem for you to solve, Lewis, and, and we've just surprised like a weird. This is your life. We take it. We see him at so theatre table. <laughs> I think Lewis would like to make a case for his life being a bit more than just helping me with a few odd jobs in the West, <laughs> West London area. But yeah, it's a good start. Well, this has been an extraordinary rummage through your mental shopping basket, Ivo. Um, sadly, that's the end yeah I'm, di- I'm disappointed I know we could have t- I could have talked all day about knockers and ladies jeans but that is it thank you Ivo for coming in and, and sharing with us it's been a hell of an overshare at the level that you did <laughs> <laughs> and thank you Paul for staying in this uh, people perceive toxic relationship that we're in together <laughs> yeah nice. it's, it's been fun I think I, I, I think mean so. I, stop I, I felt like it stop going up at the end of the sentence <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> This has been False Economy. If you liked it, rate it and review it. If you didn't, you can return it within the next 30 days. Your statutory rights are not affected and terms and conditions apply. Bye.